And if you want to boil it down to the simplest view of reliability, or some would probably like to call it trust, think of how important it is to see a five-star review on Google or on a website of something you're about to purchase. It matters more than you think. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to the very first full episode of Day One Launch. I am your host Matt Rebell and today's episode is going to be a little bit different than most. You see today I'm going to be giving you a little bit of insight into myself, what got me to where I am today, and what brought about Day One Launch. And don't worry, you're going to want to stick around for this full episode because later in the episode, I will be going over some of the upcoming guests and give you some insight about where my business is heading. First things first, I grew up just outside of Boston in a pretty small, low-key town, and I've stayed here almost my entire life. I have traveled some, but one way or another, my family and I have always found our way back here because we love the city of Boston and we love the state of Massachusetts. Now, it's not like I didn't try to get away to see if there was other things out there that I enjoyed more. I've traveled and worked both across the United States and internationally, but it just seems that every major city actually has a lot in common with one another. So Boston is really what I like to tell people, a nice condensed city that's built up that you could walk across in an afternoon and really hit every major activity that you could think of wanting to do. When I graduated high school, I actually thought, there's no way I just want to stay here, so let me get out of the state. I applied to a bunch of -of out-of-state schools, from the University of Miami to University of Ohio to a couple of different schools out in California, Texas, Alabama, and really a bunch of big sports schools because I'm such a big sports fan and did not really know which direction I was going to go. But I did find myself down at the University of Hartford, down in Connecticut, uh, really because at the time my best friend was going there and my current girlfriend was going to another school in Connecticut, who now is my wife. So I think I made the right choice there, but it didn't end well for Connecticut. I never really want to move back there. Um, I happily returned after my freshman year to Boston, where I studied at Suffolk University, and then actually went back even for my MBA. So I truly do call Boston home, but now my family and I reside outside the city because we wanted a yard, as simple as that. And growing up, it was pretty much the same. My family settled just outside the city between Boston and Cape Cod, and I grew up playing basketball and football with a lot of local guys that now I'm happy to say have spread out across the country, so I have plenty of places to visit. And to get a sense of what got me to where I am today, I truly do think those foundational pieces of being on different sports teams played a big factor, but I think I always had this entrepreneurial tendency. So if you think of the little kid of the lemonade stand, that was me. If you think of the teenager that was willing to do landscaping and shovel your driveway, that was me. And growing up, I do think a couple of role models contributed to this. I mean, my dad is a musician, and he goes out and still plays gigs to this day, where he gets paid, and I thought that was the coolest thing. And my grandfather was a woodworker, and I'd be in his wood shop with him, building custom furniture that he would go out and sell in in town, and I thought that was really cool. But I just always liked 
doing different things uh, and trying to build something. Then moving forward in time as I grew up into high school and looking at potentially going to college and doing those types of things, I really had to figure out what path was going to be for me. I had done pretty well with sports and I had a couple of different scholarship opportunities, but a pretty severe back injury set me back uh, in football. And when it came to the idea of beating myself up for another four years with bigger and stronger guys and the doctor telling me if I injured the same vertebrae that I might not walk again, it didn't seem like the best idea. So I tried to find my way, and when it came to what school I wanted to attend, honestly, I wanted to go to art school. I wanted to do graphic design. I wanted to focus on the aesthetics of things. I really have a passion for very well-designed things. Uh, I believe that the most complex things look the simplest in life, and people that can break down problems, break down creative pieces into very simple, clean things, I think it shows a level of elegance, but also a level of just deep thought and, and care for someone's work. So when it comes to when I was looking at school, that's what I wanted to do. And there were so many adults that came to me and they basically said, well, how are you going to make money of that? And now this is back in 2011. Uh, again, adults had just gone through the financial crisis in 2008 and 2009, and they were still recovering. They're trying to think through and advise young students on what to do that's best for them. And I remember speaking with our athletic trainer at the time, and I told her I was going to go and do accounting. And she goes, you're not an accountant. And I said, why not? And she goes, well, accountants sit there and do numbers all day. You can't sit there and do numbers all day. <laughs> and looking back, she was not wrong, uh, but I didn't really listen anyways. There were so many people that kept telling me things that were focused on money to go to school and get a skill set that would be able to pay for itself. Little did I know that graphic design and doing different design work could pay for itself one day because as a kid, you have no idea how to turn a profit. So I ended up actually studying finance and accounting. Uh, finance was my major, accounting was my minor. And I did enter a couple of innovation contests and I did go out and win those, which gave me a lot of confidence. And I carried that over and I started to do these new side projects. I ended up meeting up with a couple of great friends in my life and I ended up launching a mobile app on Kickstarter that we successfully funded. And I just kept chipping away at my entrepreneurial journey, but still not having fully in focus how I could apply the skill sets that I was learning in life to my own venture and how I could go out and make enough money to live the life I wanted. And I think that's exactly where day one launch comes into play. As I progressed and went back for my MBA and focused and had a decade worth of experience in finance and business development, I figured out how I could go and offer a service or offer a product to the market and do it on my own terms. So I ended up just taking one of my childhood passions of photography and I built a six-figure side business while working full-time in corporate America over just a two-year period. And that was my proof of concept for what I needed to do and how I could apply it to other areas. And to give perspective of where that lands, 90% of all small businesses today do under a million dollars in annual revenue. So I fell within the majority there. And when I thought of how I would scale to the next level where I'd wanna go one day, 
I knew when I was doing it that I didn't want it to be forever. I didn't want it to be full-time. Photography is a passion of mine. I didn't want that to be something that I had to show up and do just to make my paycheck. But what it did do is serve as a testing ground for me. I was able to go out and I was able to explore. I was able to experiment with different pricing models, with just different customer engagement, different outreach methods, uh, just figuring out the right way to actually build a business and learn the life lessons that I kept hearing and, and reading about everywhere. And there really is no teacher like real life. So going out and doing that business building and doing it from the ground up where no one knew me as even a photographer at the time was so eye-opening. It helped me understand how much impact the head of the business has on the business. So how you have to brand yourself within a business. And so today when I start to talk about what day one launch really is and the structure of the business, I hope that you understand that although the business is centered around helping others get up and running or even scaling their companies, it all comes down to one single word and that's focus. And focus was my biggest takeaway from my own experiments over the years, whether that was in corporate America doing business development or if that was in my own side project in the photography space, I was able to figure out exactly what was needed at each stage of a business from idea to solution to market leader. And to give some insight, Day One Launch currently operates around three main frameworks, Start Squared, Focus Squared, and Scale Squared. So if you're an entrepreneur that's more of in entrepreneur mode of having the idea but not knowing how to get it off the ground, generate revenue, or at least enough revenue to replace your day job, you would perfectly align with my Start Square framework. And what makes each framework convenient is that they are all acronyms. So Start Squared stands for Skill Development, Technology, Absorb, Risk Tolerance, Testing, and Focused. The idea is initially you have to develop your skill set, you have to figure out what you need, and then you can go out and acquire that technology, whether that's as simple as a book or a manual or a course or a team, whatever it is to surround yourself with to get to the next step, which is finding great mentors to surround yourself with, test your ideas, increase your risk tolerance, and being able to find the market fit for whatever your idea is. And that's the entire idea around testing. How are you able to go out and test an idea before you truly formalize it and start to put pen to paper at a deeper level? Now, this is exactly what I did when I developed the photography business. And as I built it out, I knew exactly what I had to focus on and build so that I could get to that six-figure revenue number. Now, the beauty is this is some of the hardest work you're going to have to do to get a business off the ground. You're starting from ground zero and you're finding what works and what doesn't, but maybe you're an entrepreneur that's out there and you're already doing six figures or close to seven figures. Then my focus squared framework is the right alignment for you. And focus squared stands for financials, operations, customer experience, uniqueness, social, and scaling. And here it's the idea that if you already have the solution and the groundwork laid from start squared, that you'd be able to go out and understand your financials a little bit better with just a little bit of guidance. And the more you can do that, the 
better you can drive profitability, increase your top line revenue, and being able to find the solution to go back to your team with and put into full-scale operations. So how can you streamline those operations? How are you able to have the best-in-class team, the best-in-class process that's so repeatable that no one that comes into the organization has to think about it? Because that drives everything from a customer experience perspective. If you're out there and you're a customer, you want to have a world-class experience regardless of how much you're spending, regardless of what you believe is going to happen. You need customer expectations to align with what you deliver on. And that is one of the biggest, biggest gaps in business today. Now, don't get me wrong. This is where you start to see the acceleration in business. When you're meeting expectations and people are absolutely crazy about your product or service, that they want to tell someone else about it, you need to make sure that you're standing out. How are you unique? How are you uniquely positioned? How are you uniquely priced? How are you so unique that if someone just describes you without putting your actual name out there, that they know that they're talking about you? Now, let's just say that you're able to put all this magic in a bottle. If you're able to do so, that's what you need to go and show on social media. You need to be able to engage the right way, tell your story, being able to hop on maybe a podcast or figuring out the other mediums in which you can go and show off your company. Now, once you have best-in-class financials, a repeatable operations component, customer experience that is world-class, and on top of it, you're able to stand out from the crowd of your unique position and show it across social media. Then you're ready to scale. You're ready to go beyond seven figures. You're ready to go into the upper echelon of business. Because believe it or not, less than 1% of all businesses do more than $10 million in annual revenue. Once you get to this level of going from six figures to seven figures and now beyond, you would align with my scale squared framework. Now scale squared is a lot more advanced than the previous two frameworks because we're speaking about dollar figures that matter down to the penny of what decision you make because those pennies add up to millions of dollars of impact potentially down the line. So scale squared stands for sourcing, creative, acquisition, leverage, execution and reliability at this level i'm not going to go too into detail but just know that it's essentially making sure that you're able to deliver on what you say every single time while making it better at the same exact time whether that's through purchasing a competitor or an add-on service or product or finding the right way to add leverage to your financials you need to be able to get that strategic advantage which is essentially just doing more with less to be able to amplify your impact of the business and i do want to call out that the very last piece of every framework leads into the next in scale squared the very last component is reliability and reliability is so crucial for a business that it can sink it overnight. We've seen ads that are run by businesses that don't align with the brand. We've seen the bad products that come off the shelves that fall apart over the years. We've seen the crazy recalls. We have seen everything that could happen from a product perspective. And if you want to boil it down to the simplest view of reliability, or some would probably like to call it trust, Think of how important it is to see a five-star review on Google or on a website of something you're about to purchase. It matters more than you think. 
So each one of the frameworks, as I'm sure you've noticed, has a very human-centric feel to it. They're focused around how we can improve you as a leader as you scale your company. And eventually we get to this point together where we're able to create just a unique solution for you and your business alone. I've always been someone that considers myself a high achiever and a leader. And when those two things come together, one thing that can often suffer are your own personal interests. I mean, my hobbies include basketball. If you want to sit and watch a game, go to a game, play a game of basketball, I'm there. And figuring the right balance between work life is something that I don't think exists. You need to find the right way to integrate things to balance one another, but it becomes more of how can I do more of these things that I love with these other things that I love. A simple example is I love spending time with family. My brother and my wife will play basketball together. My parents and I will sit down and watch the Celtics together. So finding ways to combine free time is a huge deal for me, being able to find that right balance in my life so that I don't miss out on the things that I really enjoy and want to be able to engage in. And at the same time, doing these other things that are forward-looking and years out in the making. Thinking back really to the photography business of the years out approach and, and where I was going, I just knew that I wanted to document my process and find what I could put into a solution to help others get to where I was going. And that has influenced my my mindset, my, my own personal growth to levels far beyond my MBA, uh, my decade of corporate experience. It's really been able to help me formulate around my hobbies, what values I take out of those and how I can give those to others. I think that when we're all able to look at ourselves and laugh at what we're bad at, take things much more lightheartedly and enjoy the time that we have working on things that we're passionate about, we are in such a privileged position. And in this work for day one launch across the business, the podcast, the social media, everything that I do becomes worth it for all the great people that I meet. I mean, I've met people that are working on the new AI projects that are coming out that are blowing my own mind. So individuals far smarter than myself at what they do. And they know that they have common areas that are overlooked in their business. And that's where I can come in and I can help them focus in and go through a couple of these frameworks maybe, or simply just take that outside lens perspective and uh, together we're able to formulate something beautiful to improve the business. And seeing them on the other side of that is the most rewarding thing there is. Now digging a little bit more into where day one launch is now and where it's going, I wanted to just share a couple of updates. Number one is that this podcast is going to be growing quite fast. We already have eight episodes recorded. We have four more guests that are set up and the way that we're structuring these first 24 episodes are going to be around these frameworks with guest interviews in between. So when you do come across one of these interviews, just know that it probably aligns with something that you're hoping to learn out of a framework. 
As for my overall vision for day one launch, these next six to 12 months are all about creating content, whether that's educational content for the podcast, for social media, for the platform that I'm building on the back end, the website itself, and just being able to give everyone access to it. What most people don't realize today is they think they have an idea or a solution and if they give it away to individuals, that they're just going to take it and they're never going to get paid and they're not going to figure out how to get paid. We could probably even find a simple solution using something like ChatGBT today. But the problem becomes when people want to implement that solution. How do you go and take all the work that you've done on paper, on your computer, and put it into real life? How do you give it life? How do you go out and develop the right website? How do you develop the right marketing funnel? How do you actually set up the right budget? How do you get the money to even have a budget? Where do you go and get get the next steps in real life when a supplier shuts down and you need to find the next one? Where do you get that recommendation from? There are so many things that are nuanced to actually running a business that only business owners understand. And that's where I come in. I'm able to take my experience of helping over a thousand businesses so far in my career and share that with all of you. So all the information you see me putting out online, I don't really ever plan to charge for. Maybe there is one day where I stand up a course that's a lot more labor intensive that I decide to charge for or an online cohort that comes together. But overall, I'm looking for a select few individuals that I know that are looking to find their way to what success looks like for them. To being able to sit down with somebody like myself and actually gain the ability to focus. Focus on the things that they're clearly missing day over day that they're aware of, but also focus on the things that they're not so sure about. Now, I've met with so many individuals that know about focus, from world-class athletes to top performers in their industry, and some of them will be on this show very soon. Some of these interviews are already recorded and on their way to you now. Just some of the world-class talent are individuals like Sean Newcomb, the World Series champion from the Atlanta Braves, or Kate Beaters, a mindset coach that's a top-selling author. To stay up to date on all the latest episodes of this podcast, if you could please go ahead and hit subscribe, it would mean the world to me. And please, just remember that everyone has a day one. Thank you for checking out this episode. I hope you learned something new. Be sure to check the show notes down below for all relevant links. You can subscribe over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And just remember that everyone has a day one.